Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And we're finally back together. And this week we're discussing Love in the Time of Serial Killers to celebrate our October spooky reads. Um, I thought this had great marketing. Like, great title, great cover, great book. Great book. And so cheeky. It was cheeky. At first I was unsure if I liked her voice. Oh, that is so funny that you say that because literally the first 30 to 50 pages, I was like, this is cringy. And then by the end, I loved it. The first first half, I was like, she's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then she grew on me. I think we got to know her overthinking self more. And we're like, oh, okay, this is just like her overanalyzing everything. Um yes. And this is what it's like to live in your brain. Um. <laughs> this is what it's like to live in my brain 24-7. <laughs> Whenever she talks about how she, like, thinks of everything, like, serial killers and, like, anything, like, the neighbor did that was, like, remotely nice. Or even, like, the lady next door. She's like, what is that girl? What is she hiding in her garage? Like, <laughs> I kind of thought of you. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I always thought I was just a scaredy cat. And then, like, I found out I had anxiety. And I was like, I think I just don't trust anyone because of my anxiety. And I think everyone is out to get me. And I'm a paranoid freak. And that's that's okay, because this book says that's okay. <laughs> I do feel like maybe this girl also needs a little help. Um, <laughs> a little unstable. I mean, and you and you got you you got diagnosed, and I feel like she hasn't reached that point yet. <laughs> I just everything that happened in this book, she brought it back to serial killers, and like that was honestly impressive and scary. <laughs> I didn't know. Whenever I told my friends about this book, they're like, "That's like a scary book," and I was like, "No, I think it's a rom com. Like, it's fine." <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like. Uh, I've seen this on some recommended thriller lists. And I was like, I don't think, like, the book is pink. I'm pretty sure this is romance. It can be scary. <laughs> um, no, I, I absolutely loved it. And I did not picture her as having black hair, which is what the cover suggests. But I guess I should have, because she was described as goth several times. Only wearing black. Only so wearing. I think this is actually Alicia Thompson's first novel. Mm. Did not know that. I only think this because she doesn't mention any other novels in her uh, little fact, like bio in the back. Mm-hmm. And I think I looked at Amazon and didn't see any of the books listed with her. So I do think this is her first book and it's with Berkeley. So I feel like when I read a Berkeley romance, I know I won't be disappointed. Yeah. So going back to like those first 30, 50 pages where I was questioning whether I liked it or not, there were a few random, like weird sentence structures or words that she used that I was like I'm surprised Berkeley published her but by the end of it I was like I get why they published her because this was like cheeky fun romance and what I loved was it had several like subplots like the whole um, engagement her brother getting engaged she needed to deal with the trauma from her father she had Sam and I was like this was an all-around like a plus book I kind of liked how it it didn't end with like them like running off into the sunset. Like they kind of just like we're like we're gonna date. We yeah. don't know if we're gonna get married. We don't know if this is gonna last. But for now, we're gonna date. And, like that's life. 
<laughs> which was Wait. kind of anticlimactic, but very anticlimactic and usually against me because i feel like i i'm an epilogue queen i love an epilogue and i don't think this book like i think an epilogue would have been weird with this book yeah it had well it had a prologue no yeah wait what did she call it at the end i thought it did have an epilogue it did have an epilogue but it wasn't like yeah it wasn't a big deal it was just (laughs) like oh we're at my brother's wedding, the wedding that we kind of already knew about, and we're just dates at a wedding, and that's and kind of it. And it literally ends with her being like, yeah, I could see us getting married. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, someday. Like, <laughs> <laughs> in the way far off future, maybe. <laughs> really down the line. Um, I sometimes wish whenever people read, write rom-coms they always like have that one single friend and they're like oh we're gonna set this up for a spin-off like i feel like that happens a lot there is not a single other single person in this book no everyone's <laughs> together with everyone okay so let's go back and should we give a synopsis we can give a synopsis we jumped I right read... to the epilogue so <laughs> <laughs> we did uh we just spoiled the ending of the book in the first three minutes of the podcast so sorry surprise (laughs) they end up together (laughs) oh my gosh no okay so this once again i feel like the the synopsis are always kind of long so maybe we can cut it as needed but it says phd candidate phoebe walsh has always been obsessed with true crime she's even analyzing the genre in her dissertation if she can manage to finish writing it it's hard to find the time while she spends the summer in Florida cleaning out her childhood home, dealing with her obnoxiously good-natured younger brother, and grappling with the complicated feelings of mourning a father she hadn't had a relationship with for years. It doesn't help that she's a low-key convinced that her new neighbor, Sam Dennings, is a serial killer. He may dress business casual by day, but at night, he's clearly up to something. It's not long before Phoebe realizes that Sam might be something much scarier, a genuinely nice guy who can pierce her armor to reach her vulnerable heart. Oh, I did wish she would have held on to the serial killer theory longer. Yeah, she did abandon it somewhat quickly. I was even thinking it would be such a great twist if in the epilogue, it turned out he was a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) He died. (laughs) But that's just my twisted mind. So I, I was naming the chapters with what I think the chapters should be named, but... I left, I did like up to five chapters in my notebook, but I left my post-it at work and I don't have the rest of my names. Oh. But I guess I can kind of pick up my thoughts from when I named them. My favorite name that I did was on chapter three and she brings the box over to Sam's house and she goes, that's a severed head. I'm going to be very upset. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine like like you have a neighbor just moved in you don't know them and they come over to a box you just drop boxes like that's a severed head i'm gonna be really upset <laughs> no i i felt like she when she first met him you know when she pulls up and it's after midnight and it's dark outside and he appears out of thin air barefoot I mean, I would have maced that guy. I would have ran to the house, abandoned my car, because that is serious serial killer vibes. The midnight so I, Uber. I think she was totally justified in thinking he might be a serial killer. Yes, but she did stalk him, like, heavily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she kind of gave off her own serial killer vibes. I thought the neighbor with the, that fed the cats, that was, like, kind of crazy. 
I would have liked her to be the ser- serial killer. I wish someone would have ended up the serial killer. Like, there was none, no real ones. There was no, I mean, that we know of yet. I, okay, one person I very much disliked in the whole book was the brother's fiance or girlfriend. Danny, Shawnee. Shawnee. She was so annoying. So peppy. He was, like, trying to help her with, like, a grief book. And, oh, like, I would have been so annoyed. <laughs> the audacity, the nerve, like, <laughs> like the nerve to be like, here's a book for teens about grief because I know you have unresolved trauma with your father, who's dead, by the way. Like, Shani. Also, they weren't really that close. Like, when they did the engagement, she said that was the only time they'd ever gotten lunch together, or whatever. So I'm like, the audacity, the nerve of this woman to give her a book on grief. Oh, how dare she? That had me fuming. And also, like, her brother being like, oh, my God, yeah, like, Shawnee's so nice for doing that. Like, I would feel like, I, I don't, like, whenever they're trying to move into, and she was like, please, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of treated her like she was this broken person. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't like when people do that, and I, I'm on a Nesta kick today. I don't know if you saw I posted on Instagram, but I'm on this whole Nesta kick because maybe it's because of this book and how they treated her. But I feel like sometimes when people are broken and they're dealing with it and working through it in their own way, and other people try and get involved in their way, even if their intentions are good, sometimes I just want to be like, back off, like. I know your intentions might be good, but it kind of comes across as condescending. And when they wanted to move in with her, that's how I felt. Yeah, they're like, oh, you can take, you can't take care of yourself, so let me help take care of you for you. Like, no, like she's older; she can live mm-hmm. on her own if she wants to. Just because she thinks her neighbor's a serial killer doesn't mean she needs people to live with her. Yeah, that book just really pissed me off. Like, oh, I was so mad. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, plus two, I feel like some of her thinking the neighbor was a serial killer wasn't real like it was kind of joking kind of like he could be a serial killer and so the fact that her brother's like oh you have some problems Phoebe it's like no she's just like being cautious you know he could be a serial killer (laughs) also she's reading books like day in day out of serial killers like I feel like you think of like everything as a serial killer at that point like we read books all the time and we like I think I think of romance all the time more fantasy because we read all these books like this girl reading strictly serial killer books only like she has things she has to see it everywhere yeah it's like uh how I can't read Riley Sager thrillers at night because the first one I read by him it wasn't quite paranormal but it had maybe some like almost ghost aspects and I was reading it alone in my New York apartment and I would, like, read a sentence and have to look up. And then read a sentence and have to look up. Because, like, it's scary. Even though it's fiction. Although, she was reading true crime. So, that's actually non-fiction. <laughs> it reminded me of the time you went on that um, hiking trip with Lily. And you guys looked up, like, um, the housing uh, rapist directory. And, like, <laughs> that never crosses my mind to look that up, that stuff up. Like, I have into, like, a billion Airbnbs. I've never thought to look up that. And you guys, and immediately, like, <laughs> it reminded me of that because you read a lot of Karen Slaughter books that have to do with like rape, and yeah. that just never crosses my mind. Yeah, it's why the thought of traveling to Mexico terrifies me. 
because there have been like on the news those girls who go to Cancun or Mexico for their spring break and they get kidnapped and killed and so I'm like I'm just never gonna leave my house there are killers everywhere this is why ignorance is bliss like that's where that saying comes from like me knowing lack of rapists and serial killers it's true (laughs) Uh, that's why we're reading a thriller for next week and I've been pushing my way through it. <laughs> I love it. It's not even that gory, Kayla. It's like so tame. Like if you want a really terrifying book that will like make you look at the world differently, Pretty Girls, Karen Slaughter, you'll never feel comfortable in your own skin again. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend. I want to feel good in my own skin. I, my mom and I were talking about maybe going to a Karen Slaughter event and she's like, but honestly, I don't want to be surrounded by people who like her books because they've got to be messed up. And I was like, oh yeah, (laughs) so messed up. I have been going to so many book events and I really say it's like good for my soul. Like I recommend it to every book lover. Like I don't know anybody there. Like I literally just go by myself and it's just the best time. I walk out, I'm just like grinning. I just, I'm going to ones that like of authors I don't even know now because I'm like, I just need to go to book events all the time. Yeah. What was the one you just bought a book by this author? What, who, where was the most recent one you went? I went to uh, Chloe Gong, which I have yet to read any of her books, but I did see like these violent ends and these by delights. I've owned them on my bookshelf for a while and I was looking on like the Barnes and Noble website because I stalked them, the stalk mm-hmm. the websites, and I saw she was doing a book for her new um, standalone. Mm-hmm. I think it's her adult standalone, or maybe it's still YA. I forget. No, it's YA because she said she at the event she she was working on her first adult series, mm-hmm. and she was just so cool. And I she commented my outfit even like we all got to sign books, and I was just like blown away by it. And I want to read more by her she's actually at the alex um astor event too because they're all like there's a five of them that write in new york city they're all fantasy writers for ya and they call them like the all there are a lot of younger people there because it's like ya and they're like the avengers the avengers like (laughs) (laughs) i did not know they were called that i don't know maybe because they're just like posting tiktoks a lot Mm -hmm. there's a lot of younger people there it gave me very like, much to, like, Twilight vibes when I got into Twilight. Like, I wish I went to more event- book events like that when I was, like, a teen and, like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed. But for me, it was yeah. a school vibe. Um, I think I like the – I do like events at the Strand better because they're more intimate. And I went to the Jasmine Guillory one, which I've read, like, five of her books. And that mm-hmm. one was fun because I actually knew what she was talking about. <laughs> yeah. No, but the- it was so good. The Chloe Gong book that you got was one of the book of the month choices this month. Yeah. And, I, oh, sorry. I was continue. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I almost got it, but I did try these violent delights and it's a like Romeo and Juliet retelling, I think, but in China, I think, I don't know. Oh, also it was like in the 1940s. It was kind of weird. And I was listening to it on audio during busy season and just couldn't get into it. And I've always regretted it because, like, they're very, like, These Violent Delights is very popular on Instagram and TikTok. So, you'll have to let me know if it's good. She, I think her other, this new, it's going to be another duology. It's also a Shakespearean, like, spin, like, Shakespearean type book. I forget what the actual story is. Mm-hmm. So, she likes Spake, 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 Spake,
Um, it's also set in the same time period. It's like a spinoff from the cast member from the okay. first two books. So um, I think that's her thing. I think she's wanted to write more about her. I think she's from New Zealand, but I think maybe Ooh. her family's from Shanghai. So she wanted to write more of like books like that. So more behind her history and like people can read more about that place not like set somewhere where she is from opposed to just america so mm. i appreciate that um no it was a really great event um i liked it a lot better than the alex astor event i hate when it's just like alex astor's event was just like you got there you got the book she kind of talked for like five minutes super awkwardly and like that was it where like the chloe gong one the jasmine giller and then she like sat up there gave a lecture like not lecture but like a q a Mm-hmm. I like when it's not chaos. Like I want to be told where to sit and organization because I just get awkward. And there's other events where I'm just like sitting there staring at like other people. I'm like I don't know who to talk to. Like so weird. But I signed but up for another one it. soon. Yeah, no, super fun. For which one I'm going to next? I signed up for it. It's someone I have not read either because I just <laughs> keep signing up for them. Well, also get like cool signed editions of books. Um, yeah. Which is nice. It's like $30 for the book and the event, which I think is a very affordable event in New York City. Yeah. No, definitely. And also for a book, I mean, the special edition fairy loot books probably sell for upwards 30 to 45 just the book. So getting a signed book is a good deal. 30 I have been selling my fairy loot ones because I don't think I'm going to read them. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a couple. I have both fairy loot and bookish box right now, which, wow, bookish box drama, scandals all over TikTok. Everyone's saying to cancel your subscriptions. And I'm over here like, shoot, but I like their special editions. What happened? So they're just all like, there's a lot of drama surrounding bookish box with like bad customer service and kind of treating people badly like if you give a negative review they like have a private facebook group where they'll trash you they sent cease and desist letters to this guy on tiktok who would just like not say anything bad he's like this um gay content creator who focuses a lot on like diversity issues and talking about kind of the authors bookish boxes work with are sometimes problematic or there's not a lot of representation. And he would never say anything like outright negative, but they sent him, they literally got an attorney and sent him cease and desist letters and tried to sue him for either ten or $20,000. And he's just like one of us, just shooting the shit on TikTok. And I was like, oh my God. So you can fight that. Yeah, he they they settled and he didn't pay them any money. He just took down a video or two. But he's like, I'm still going to talk about them, like especially now. Um, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's yeah, drama. I never got accepted. I don't even know how. I never got on the wait list either. Their their thing is their website is very poorly designed. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have good like exclusive copies. I think they did um Zodiac Zodiac Academy, which I've been obsessed with against my will lately. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those that you know probably sucks you in yes it's a bully romance which i don't like mm-hmm. um the first two books were really hard to get into but i also couldn't stop because it kind of has like this magic school and these like two pretty twins and they're gemini twins and i love mm. like zodiac signs and and they have the bad boys and, and they're like airs 
<laughs> but it's just so addictive. But I just can't recommend it because it's like they're just so awful to the girls for like three books. They just bully the crap out of them. <laughs> this is awful. That's literally what you do in like kindergarten, like bully romance. Yeah. Not so- high school. And I'm really mad at what happened just now, but I can't stop. I'm five books in. And and the books are thick. Like, after the second book, it's, like, 800-page books. And I'm just, like, reading them. I'm reading 800-page books. And I'm getting frustrated about it. But – and then I bought the paper copies because I couldn't stop myself. Um, But, yeah, they made special edition Zurich Academy books. But they were, like, $200 or something like that. I was like, you know what? I'm not wasting any more money for this series. (laughs) Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's like from Blood and Ash. I really wanted special editions, but I was like, it's not even that good of a series. I I just got sucked in and loved it. I still haven't finished it. No, I haven't. I, I haven't finished The Crown of Gilded Bones, which is only the third book. <laughs> I haven't read the fourth or the second spinoff one. I need to do that. But yeah. I have I have 25 books left for my goal. I can't read big books anymore i need to read small books i'm running out of time well i got through this romance like getting back to the topic of this podcast (laughs) (laughs) i read this really fast because i read like 150 pages one day and then 150 pages another day like went by really fast i thought once you get into it it's always really hard to get into a book i think the first hundred seem a lot longer than the last hundred, always. Oh, for sure. I get through the last hundred, 150 even, so fast compared to like, it takes me a solid three or four days to get 100 pages in sometimes because yeah. I just like can't get into them. It just depends on the book, honestly, like for me. Um, I need a break from all this murder and uh, Zodiac Academy. Like I had I had no happy books. I needed mm. one. This one was happy, but I told you, like, I cried for the last 50 pages. I think it was going to hit you hard because of how much she is like you. Yeah. It's so annoying. I I think that's also why I didn't like her at first. I was like, man, she's cringe and awkward and annoying. And then I was like, oh, shit, she's me. (laughs) I One part I like particularly, which I think you might have hit hard on, is when the cat ran away and she was like even the cat doesn't want to be with me like she was like having a breakdown and then the cat was there and she just started hysterically crying and it wasn't really about the cat and I can kind of see you doing that oh yeah <laughs> uh, emotional breakdown I was like feeling so bad for her because yeah like also too she felt like it was her fault she left the door open so it was like a failure and then this cat didn't even want to be with her. Maybe she can't be a good cat mom. Maybe she can't do anything in life. Maybe she'll never love anyone and no one will ever love her. And I was just like, I feel this so deep in my soul right now over a stupid trash cat. I feel like we're getting really deep into your um, psyche at the moment. <laughs> no, I mean, when her and her brother go to the abandoned house at the end, that serial killer's house, and they're having their talk, that like I we don't even need to get into it if people want to know about my psyche read that scene because that was like my whole psyche on a page I do want to know where she got like the book idea from I wonder if she has any interviews online did you see in her bio she said um as a teen she appeared in an episode of 48 hours she was in the audience of a murder trial so I think she's just always been obsessed with murder (laughs) 
<laughs> Sounds also familiar. I just want to make you guys friends. Like, I feel like I need to introduce you, you each other to, <laughs> to her because honestly. Yeah, like we might be very similar people. <laughs> she also lives in Florida, um, which I feel like is a big, I don't know why I feel like Florida is a big murder state. Like, I feel like she always goes down in Florida. Yeah, like when you see headlines and you're like, I bet that took place in Florida. <laughs> Well, that's the things like if you Google Florida man and like your birthday. <laughs> I've seen that before. <laughs> oh, Florida. Um, I like the cat aspect. Um, it makes me want a cat. I was home for the day with my brother's cat. He hates me still, but um, but it's kind of a love hate, right? No, he's a hate hate. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, I just want to like hold him and like pet him. Like I'm, I'm just a dog as a per- like. I feel like if my personality would be like a dog, a golden retriever, actually. Yeah. I just want to pet him and hold him, and he's like, "Get away from me right now before I hit you." And like, that's it's like our dynamic. When my parents got my, the puppy, we have. Well, she's a dog now, but she, when she was a puppy, and they already had a cat. And the puppy just wanted to play with the cat all the time and would like pounce on the cat thinking because they were actually similar sizes and the cat would just hiss and his fur would go up like that's uh, that's you. That's me. I want to play with the cat. And sometimes they don't love you. Sometimes they bite and you pretend they're love bites, but they're not. They're hate bites. When he's when you, I like scratch him and then like I'll scratch in a place that he doesn't want to be scratching. He's like, <sighs> and I'm like, I'm just trying to pet you, dude. Like, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> No, I, I I like that aspect of the book. And I also liked how she made that kind of the gateway to her and her old friend reconnecting because her friend was a cat person. And so she like text her for advice. It's always hard to make that first move, like reconnecting with friends. Um, yeah. And her friend didn't really do anything wrong, but I could also be getting, I would get mad too if I was her. Yeah, I kind of wanted more information about why Phoebe was so well not like I understand why Phoebe was mad but I'm surprised the friendship ended over the event the incident as they called it because it was like I felt like it could have they could have moved past it yeah I think she had a time where she was like shutting everybody out of her life and it was just like she took that one event it was like okay I'm done like this is my out I'm gonna cut you off now yeah we're we're gonna block you like this is it (laughs) I also related to her not being able to say I love you. <laughs> I liked how they took time before they like came back to like time to reflect. Like she didn't just like drive around the corner like, oh no, just kidding, I actually love you. Like she went back to work, like went back to normal life. Like I don't know how much time has passed, but like she actually reflected and it took like the moment where she she had her success and she's like, Who do you want there with you? Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, I want him because I love him. Like it, I don't know. It was a realistic like climb to it yeah no their their whole relationship I just yeah I I feel like in some ways their whole relationship developed so normally Uh, I I I texted you I didn't like that she was the physical aggressor in the pool because I I felt like that was out of character and maybe it wasn't but I didn't feel like she was the type to just I don't know like jump his bones and she did (laughs) I feel but, like it showed that she liked him against her will. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I love their relationship. I 
I liked that it wasn't enemies to lovers because I think I'm moving past the whole enemies to lovers. I think I might be moving into serial killers to lovers. (laughs) That might be my new vibe. (laughs) I think my thing is my favorite trope is fake dating. Mm. I love a good fake dating. (laughs) Um, And then friends to lovers. I haven't read that many arranged marriage or forced marriage, but I kind of <laughs> think that's why I love the From Blood and Ash stuff. I and like, like the idea of being arranged marriage. I kind of love the idea of like being forced into a marriage against my will and then learning to love him. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, you always hate mates. Um, so I, was, I feel like arranged marriage is kind of mates, like instead of your parents arranging it like faith or like the universe arranges it and you're like i gotta love this person shit yeah damn it i didn't want to have to i really like this book though i really just like she incorporated so much into this book that i related to the problem is i'm not sure other people will relate to it (laughs) if i mean like you're not a phoebe no i don't relate to it at all but I still like the book a lot I think I I'm like almost the opposite where I think I'm the brother where I'm like painfully positive despite (laughs) adversity like annoyingly so and that's my problem so I related to the brother in this book although he kind of pissed me off sometimes but um he didn't piss me off he was just like a giant child (laughs) I loved when Phoebe said something about the or or uh, Sam said something about the kids had a great time, and she's like, "Oh, what about my brother?" And he's like, "I said the kids. That includes your brother." <laughs> I didn't like how she thought of herself as a bad influence on Sam, because yeah. whenever she did say that, like sometimes, like, "Oh, I'm just a bad influence." He's making these dark jokes now, but like maybe that was always him. Like she didn't know him well enough to know if that was him before or not. <laughs> yeah. Or she brought out, like, a side of him that was goofier and darker and funnier. There's something wrong with being dark. And I do think, I know I'm positive, but I think it could be dark a little. Like, we have our our jokes. (laughs) I, when I, okay, you know, without getting into any personal details, when that thing happened recently in your family, and I sent you a text about podcasting from a graveyard or something (laughs) in time for spooky season I read that to my mom and I was laughing and she was like Marissa you can't say that to her she's not that's not okay I think she'll think it's funny I think I did my mom was shocked she was like that's not okay so I do have my like side of twisties um but I generally, yeah, I did not relate to Phoebe and her way of, like, um, thinking of everyone as a serial killer. But that's because ignorance is bliss. Like, I don't really watch 48 Hours or, like, I'm getting through Karen Slaughter's book, like, painfully because it's just not (laughs) positive. (laughs) Which is so funny because, like I said, it is literally probably the tamest Karen Slaughter book I've read. Generally, like, she didn't even go into details about how this woman was murdered she didn't like give extra details or do any sort of sexual assault stuff normally all her books involve super degrading torture sex scenes 
won't get into that next week but (laughs) you're reading a very tame karen slaughter um overall i give this book i give this book a four out of five 4.5 out of five i loved it i could have done with more sex (laughs) i could have done with an actual serial killer I would love love to see a spinoff where we find out Sam actually is a serial killer and she's okay with it. I wanted the neighbor to be that like missing serial killer of Florida that they didn't know about. That would have been a great addition and twist to the book. (laughs) We'll keep that in mind. I actually start my writing class this week. Ooh. I know I'm scared. (laughs) Is it just one day a week? Yeah, it's two hours though. Ooh, wow. Do you have to bring your laptop? Yeah, it's seven to nine or a notebook with seven to nine. And they want me to show up at six thirty. So like it's kind of like my whole night, but I'm excited. Yeah. And they have like homework and assignments. But I think it's what I need. I feel like I need to sit down, like make myself sit down and write. So I'm excited. No, that's like all the advice I keep seeing for writing is like if you want to be a writer, you need to practice writing, which is why I was like, I'll start my blog and that way I'll write like once a week. But it's not creative writing. So I've been looking at doing classes too. I just like, I don't want to spend money if there are free classes out there. But then if there are free classes out there, are they good classes? That was my thing. I was like, I, I don't know why. I just feel like I need, if I paid money for it, I actually will sit there and do it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and I wanted an in-person class. I don't do all online. So yeah, that is my, my take on that. So we'll see how it goes. Stay tuned in the writing, on the writing journey. But um. I think next year will be my writing day. This year I'm going to read 100 books. I'm I'm three-fourths of the way there. And I then know. next year I'm going to buckle down to my goal only to like 50 or 40 and just like really write more. Wow. That's exciting. <laughs> if we have time. It's so hard nowadays. I know. Oh, and my problem is I want to do everything. Oh, that was another thing I related to Phoebe. Someone said to her, you're either all in or all out. And it's like, I am so an all in or all out person. And so, like, right now, I don't know if you've noticed, I've been posting on TikTok, BookTok, like, three times a day. I've been trying to do reels on Instagram. I've been trying to, like, start up my blog and do this other Instagram thing. It's, like, all in books right now. And I know I'm going to get burned out. And, like, in a month, there's going to be no posts for, like, three months straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know you. Well, thanks for listening. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And make sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at BookTalks Podcasts. Thanks for listening. And make sure to follow Marissa's blog at sidecharacterenergy.com for for all my side characters out there. You know who you are. Have a good night. Bye.